Welcome to Under the Lens. Come and enjoy an extraordinary, raw, and unfiltered podcast that delivers debate, discussions, and interviews about film, pop culture, and everything in between. Here is your host, film critic and journalist, Byron Lafayette. Greetings all. Welcome to Under the Lens. I am, of course, your host, uh, Byron Lafayette. And today I am joined by the very special guest, uh, J.B. Huffman, who will be joining me to do a uh, another very fun uh, list podcast where we're going to be going over the 10 best movies for Halloween season. So I was trying to think up like a catchy title or some type of pun or something to, to uh, go along with that, but uh, I wasn't able to come up with one. So we're just going to go with Halloween movies for right now. Uh, but this is definitely going to be a, a very fun episode, I think. Uh, as whenever JB comes on for the for the list uh, list episodes, uh, we always have very different lists, which I think just makes the episodes all the more enjoyable, and it gives you guys uh, a lot more uh, movies to go and check out for the uh, holiday season, whichever holiday it may be. So, uh, thanks for uh, coming on the program, JB. Yes, sir, man. Glad to be here. And since you didn't didn't come up with a a title, maybe something will come up as we're talking and you'll just, it'll, it'll just stick out to you. That seems to happen sometimes. <laughs> I agree. That's what I, that's what I'm hoping for, you know, that, uh, that we'll, uh, we'll find one that way. <laughs> oh, now I got, I got to yeah. ask you, you know, was, uh, was coming up with, uh, with your list as difficult for you as it was for me? It was. And uh, yeah, I think we had talked about it before. Like you and I both, aren't super big horror guys and which I, I mean, I enjoy them, but they're not my favorite uh, other than, you know, I probably got my, like my top five that are always in the rotation that I love. Um, but then after that, that second tier is like 30 movies and I'm like trying to figure <laughs> out how to, how to make a top 10 out of this. So I ended up with 23. So I'm going to go through the, those, those first 13 pretty quickly is as a super duper huge honorable mention list. <laughs> <laughs> I know how you feel. I have, I have a, a decently long honorable mention list as well. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's just, it was a lot harder than I, than I thought it was going to be because at first I was like, Oh man, it's going to be tough for me to find 10 since I'm not a big horror person. But then as I started like going through my list, I was like, Oh, there's actually quite a few on here. And, uh, mm -hmm. and you know, it's, it's kind of interesting because I, not being a horror guy, I haven't actually seen some of the mainline horror franchises and I'm actually this, this month I'm getting into a few of them. Like I haven't seen any of the Halloween movies, any of the scream movies, like Friday the 13th, anything like that. And so I decided, you know, this year I was like, okay, I'm going to actually start the Halloween series and I'm going to start scream, uh, and make sure I get a couple of those in, um, before the end of the month. Uh, cause a lot of friends were telling me you got to at least try like Halloween and scream. They're like, those are really good. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. They're definitely top notch. Uh, scream is a franchise that I really, really love. I go back to it quite often. Uh, my wife and I last year, we watched, um, the first, well, the first five because, uh, scream five came out last year. And I waited on her to watch it, and she ended up saying, "Okay, I'll I'll watch all of them with you in October." Mm -hmm. And so 
we went through the first five and I had never seen three and four. I'd only seen one and two, I believe. I'm not actually, I think I saw three, but I know I saw one and two several times and neither one of us had seen four and five. Five is really good. Like it's, he kind of gets back to the original formula, I think. And, and it gets very meta, which the first one is very meta. Um, but it just kind of does it in more of a 2020s uh, type of way. It's it's just, it's cool. Like you, if you like the first one, you're going to like the fifth one too, in my opinion. I, to me, it's, it's not as good as the first one, but it's, it's up there. I, I, re- I really enjoyed it. I still haven't watched the second one. Um, hopefully we're going to watch that tomorrow night. Uh, <laughs> we've, we've talked about it. So yeah, here we go. <laughs> oh, that's, that's cool. Cause like, I am a big fan of like, of meta in films. And, uh, and I remember when I, when I watched the, the trailer for scream and I was like, okay, this looks like something I'd actually really enjoy. <laughs> I was like, I was, oh, yeah. I was laughing, you know, I, you know, the jump scares looked good. Everything. So I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to definitely, that's going to be the one that I go for first. And then, uh, and then probably the first Halloween is going to be the, uh, the second one that I go for. And then, um, I had a friend who he sent me this uh, this uh, meme image for Halloween, and he was like, "Here's the list that you need to decide which Halloween timeline you're going to go down." And I looked at it, I was like, "Dang, there's like five different timelines here." Uh, <laughs> and so I still am not See, sure which timeline I'm going to do first. <laughs> I am in the minority in that uh, I've seen the original Halloween. And it's good. I mean, I respect it for pretty much starting the whole slasher genre. Um, but I really, really like the David Gordon Green. I think that's the guy's name. The first one came out in 2018. It's just like a uh, it's a continuation of the original, but it's like it's its own trilogy in a lot of ways, too. Um, but it's, you know, Halloween and then Halloween kills and halloween ends i really like that new trilogy a lot and and you're going to see too when we get into the this list that normally when i make these lists i, I tend to gear more towards the uh haze code movies from the, like the <laughs> 30, 30s to the 60s but in this one i have a lot more new stuff in my uh in my top 10 and and, and very few old stuff so it's 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 different I guess I just, when it comes to horror, I lean more towards those because I watched more horror when I was in high school and college than I do mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and now I watch a lot more old movies. And so I'm kind of getting into more of the the older ones, um, which I'll talk about a couple of them. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's definitely a different list than most of my other ones, so. Oh, well, definitely, that's that's exciting. Uh, I'm I'm very excited to uh, to hear them because you know, like I said, on our episodes, I always I always like your list because I I always find movies that I either haven't seen or haven't heard of that I can mark down um, to write to watch for the season. So definitely mm-hmm. excited. Well, you know, I guess let's uh, let's get started with uh, our honorable mentions list, um, and we can go through that uh, quickly because I know we both have a have a long one. But um, but yeah, why don't you uh, get us started with uh, with your honorable mentions? All right, um, I kind of divided these into blocks, mm-hmm. um, so I can go through them pretty quickly. Uh, first, my first four, they're all from 
the late 2010s. Um, we've got Bone Tomahawk from 2015, which is a a horror western. And I, I mean, if there's a horror western out there, I've got to include it on this list somehow, some way, because I love love westerns. It's probably my favorite genre. And I had never seen this until the like the day before yesterday. And I, like, <laughs> I really, really enjoyed it. It's got Kurt Russell and Kurt Russell always plays a good Western character. And, and then, then several other bit actors that I've never seen in a Western before, but they all did a really good job and I've liked them in other stuff, but never in a, never seen them in a Western. So that's one I recommend if, if you're into Westerns. Um, and then from 2016, I've got lights out, which is, one of the very few uh, PG 13 horror movies. And I, I, I got to tell you, man, for it to be PG 13, it's one of the scariest movies I have ever seen <laughs> <laughs> like, watching it. I, I, I watched it uh, for a while there when I was walking at, like I do my walking at night in the, in my neighborhood and I'll watch a movie on my phone while I'm walking. Of course, I have like lights and reflectors and stuff while I'm doing it. But uh, I got about mm, maybe a quarter mile away from my house, and I got so scared. I was like, "Oh, I'm going back home." I can't. (laughs) (laughs) So I just I watched it in the comfort of my living room instead. (laughs) Oh, that's hilarious! (laughs) It's it's a good one. and then the next year is 2017 is Happy Death Day, which is a time loop movie. Um, one of the very few sci-fi horror movies out there. Um, but if you like time loops, if you like uh, stuff like that, um, it's definitely worth checking out. It's about someone who relives the same. It's kind of like Groundhog Day for horror fans, basically. <laughs> uh, it's, it's really cool. And then um, from 2019, this is one that I saw in theaters and then I've watched it once since then. And it's one that I'm probably going to go back to pretty often because I I really enjoyed it. It's a very thrilling type of movie. Um, Ready or not. Um, Don't know if you've seen that, but it's a. a, I haven't heard of that one. Mm -hmm. They just get married and she ends up. uh, She married into this family that makes like board games and stuff well they have this tradition that they always have to play a game on their wedding night and so she plays this she spins this thing to play a game with his family and it ends up being a a freaking insane game where they're all trying to kill her (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's it's nuts man uh but it's 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 worth checking out for sure um my next block i'm gonna call the well i'll just say i've got two silent films this is where i get into the this is where i get into the film nerd stuff here um from 1920 i've got the cabinet of dr caligari and from 1925 the original phantom of the opera Mm. um both of them are very good and i've added them to my shelf i bought the the kino lorber uh, special edition of both of them. I haven't watched them yet on that. I've now I streamed them when I watched them, but there's a lot of good stuff on there that I'm going to have to check out at some point. But 
I just really good. Like, and, and to be made in the 1920s, they do have a very good element of, of horror and, and like, it's, it's, it's just really cutting edge stuff for the twenties. I mean, you just, and for, for them to be silent films as well. Like they're pretty scary to be. Silent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, uh, my next block is going to be the, uh, heavy hitters list <laughs> uh, <laughs> franchise franchise heavy hitters the original texas chainsaw massacre from 1974 oh my gosh that movie is so scary like it's uh it's it's just a thrill of a ride from start to finish and then uh, i've got carrie from 1976 good choice which is a classic. I love it. I love Sissy Spacek, man. I'm I'm a Southerner. She's a Southerner. She's like a <laughs> twin soul of mine. So it's it's I, I enjoy that one quite a bit. And then I had to I had to throw in something from this is probably my favorite classic horror franchise, which is the Nightmare on Elm Street. And I haven't watched them past like part five. Uh, I have seen Freddy versus Jason, but I haven't seen any of the other nightmare movies past five because four and five are really bad. And I've heard that six is even worse. So I've been afraid to even watch it, <laughs> but uh, the original trilogy is really good. Uh, but my favorite is uh, part three dream warriors because it's like, <laughs> it's like the original inception, basically like they're, <laughs> they're all having the same dream and they're like fighting against, um, Freddy in this dream and they're all like on a team and joining forces. Like it's, it's really, really cool sci-fi type stuff. Um, but, and definitely interesting for, you know, a seventies or eighties, eighties movie. Um, so yeah, it's, it's cool. Uh, my next block is creature features. Oh yes. Uh <laughs> and all three of these are about 30 years apart from each other. So I've got, <laughs> Uh, 50s, 80s, and 2019. So we've got uh, The Blob from 1958, Steve McQueen and all of his cool, rugged glory. <laughs> and yeah, oh my gosh, that movie is so, so good. Like I, I, I watched it a couple of years ago and it's just one, it's been one that I've been one. See, I don't rewatch a whole lot of horror movies other than, a, you know, a top, my top few, but I've been really wanting to rewatch this uh, and get the, it's on Criterion. So I want to get that, that, that Criterion disc at some point. Um, next one is from 1986. This is a little bit different. It's a little shop of horrors. The, you know, the second one, the eighties version. Um, with Rick Moranis and all them with, with <laughs> the talking plant, mm -hmm. uh, feed me Seymour. <laughs> it's, it's one that I remember watching when I was a kid and I remember being scared. Like this came out, I was one year, I was a year old when this movie came out, but I, of course I, I was probably older than that when I watched it. I'm, I, I wouldn't remember it if I was one <laughs> <laughs> but I remember it being on TV and watching it a lot. And, and so I rewatched it a few years ago and oh my gosh, it was such a good time because it's a musical and it's, it's funny and it's got a lot, some, some good scare elements to it too, but it's mainly, it's just like a, a musical comedy with, with the horror uh, thrown in there. Um, and then one that not a lot of people have even heard of or, or seen 
is from 2019. It's a movie called Crawl, and it's Ooh, uh, it's about mm-hmm. it is yeah <laughs> I know right. Uh-huh. I, saw, I saw that one in theaters, and for a movie that's only like 85 minutes long, it seemed like they packed in like a three hour movie into it. Like it was there was so like it was just oh man uh, it it was so good. Like I I really enjoyed it. Barry Pepper. Um, from from the movie sixty one, uh, that's that's what I re- originally remember him in. Um, but that oh, Lee, that movie so good. So you watched that one? I have seen that one, and I I really really liked it a lot. Uh, it's so tense, a lot of great horror elements. Uh, you know, both the uh, you know Barry Pepper is so underrated as an actor; he's so oh, good. Yeah. And then um, uh, the actress's name escapes me, but she was really good in it as well. And, um, you know, and I'm glad to see, you know, we're, we're, we're not alone, actually, because uh, I remember uh, Quentin Tarantino actually said that Crawl was his favorite movie of 2019. Um, wow. You know, so so we so we are not alone in the in the love for that. That is high praise because 2019 mm-hmm. was a heck of a year for mm-hmm. film. Very much so. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, and so lastly, my number 11, I, I could have included this in my top 10 because I originally had it in my top 10. But I'm tr- I was trying to make my top 10 a little bit more diverse. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I was like, okay, I'm only going to have one zombie movie in my top 10. <laughs> and so I, I, I took this one out, regrettably. But it's uh, George Romero's 1968, Night of the Living Dead. Mm-hmm. That movie is, oh man, it's, it's everything that a zombie movie should be. <laughs> and and it, like I said, it's a top ten movie, but I, I I kept it out of my top ten for for reasons, and and I'll get into to why I chose the other zombie movie later <laughs> on. So, but it's 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 a great film. I own the Criterion disc for that, and I haven't checked out any of the features on it yet. But it's on my shelf, ready to go. Well, it's in a box, ready to go because I just moved and I haven't unpacked all of my movies because. Uh, we don't have a place to put them right now. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we're we're going to get some built-ins in the playroom slash movie room mm-hmm. slash whatever room. Um, but we've got to, you know, save some money for that. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh. yeah, it's in a box. Yeah, I, I know I know that feeling like, you know, um, you know, uh, I'm getting ready to move in the in the next uh, four to five months. And. I've already been looking and getting ready to pack all my movies. And I'm like, Oh man, this is going to be a Herculean task. Mm, yeah. <laughs> oh, especially when you collect physical media as I know you do. So <laughs> yeah, I've, I've counted them. I keep a Google uh, spreadsheet and I've oh, got, so do I. Mm-hmm. I've got like 800 and something movies <laughs> in my uh, physical repertoire. So oh. yeah, it's yeah. crazy. All right. Well, for my honorable mention list, uh, you know, it was very difficult because there was a lot of these movies that I wanted to put into my top ten, but uh, ended up a lot of them ended up uh, didn't make it didn't make it by just you know you know millimeters, you know, <laughs> it, it was so close. Mm-hmm. But um, but uh, starting at the bottom, uh, I have uh, it was 1984's uh, Dreamscape, uh, which is a movie that a lot of people have not heard of, but it's it was actually kind of the almost like the first inception really uh it was with dennis quaid kate uh kate capshaw christopher Plummer, max von saito a great cast uh and it's uh, basically dennis quaid is like this psychic who has to go into 
the mind of the president to uh, protect him from an assassination. And there's a bunch of like horror elements in there and it's just, it's a great movie. Uh, and so, uh, so that is uh, my first honorable mention. Uh, the second one uh, is going to be uh, the sci-fi horror film uh, Life. And uh, that one was, uh, I'm trying to remember, that one started, I think it was like Rebecca Ferguson, uh, Ryan Reynolds, um, a few other ones. In all honesty, the movie is not very good. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> but, uh, but that being said, it is a scary movie. Like it, they managed to bring that alien life form very much to life in a terrifying way. Uh, had some deaths that were just very like very good body horror in there. Uh, it's not a movie I, I will probably ever rewatch, but um, but it was definitely uh, definitely had the creep factor, even though the story itself, uh, you know, had um, had a little bit uh, a little bit to be desired. Uh, next is going to be um, this is kind of a uh, um, a. I guess I could say like a, a dual uh, one, which is the fly. Uh, so the first one is the Vincent Price uh, version, the original, and then the Jeff Goldblum remake. Uh, very rarely can I say that a film is as good as its original. And the 90s uh, version that um, Jeff Goldblum in, was in was very, very good. Uh, great body horror film. And the original one with uh, with Vincent Price is also just you know it's one of those old horror films that doesn't show anything but it's like can be terrifying and there's like oh there's one scene in it that is so disturbing just absolutely disturbing oh my gosh and it's like anybody who's seen the film will know exactly what i'm talking about <laughs> um then uh next up is uh the more recent uh film uh a quiet place um Mm. which uh, uh very very good almost made it into my top 10 uh but um you know a really good sci-fi horror film that i was i was surprised turned out as good as it did um then uh going up uh the next one is going to be nicholas cage's disaster film uh knowing uh you know, that one uh, definitely falls a little bit more into sci-fi than horror at times, uh, but it definitely has some very strong creep uh, vibes as it goes through as he's trying to figure out what's going on. And uh, I had to include it on the list just because it has a very original ending uh, that I didn't see coming when I saw it and uh, that really I haven't seen since then. Um, so then uh, the next one is going to be uh, Brotherhood of the Wolf. Uh, which is going to be from, uh, I believe it was 2004, I want to say, or no, it's actually 2001. And a uh, very, very good action horror film. Uh, it's kind of one of those ones that is a uh, uh, kind of a cult following. Uh, it's a French film, uh, but it's one that I definitely recommend. Uh, it has a little bit of everything, you know, political intrigue, uh, creature feature, you know, some great deaths, good fighting. Um very very good um so that's always one that i recommend to uh, to people um if you haven't seen it it's very good uh then uh 1954's war of the worlds uh which is just uh you know it's just a classic of the genre um i have my criterion collection uh <laughs> blu-ray of that one um you know there's not a lot i can say about that one except it's just excellent uh 
Then uh, it's going to be next uh, Underworld 3, uh, Rise of the Lycans. Um, I'm a huge fan of the Underworld series. Just absolutely love it. And uh, the third one, which is a prequel uh, about how the Lycans came to be free from the uh, vampire uh, covens. Uh, it was just a great movie. Um, I really, really liked it a lot. Uh, it had some great battle scenes, uh, some great gore, and just was just was an overall great like medieval battle film uh, between vampires and werewolves. Uh, especially the final castle siege scene is just so so good. Um, then uh, getting near the end here is going to be Creature from the Black Lagoon, uh, which is you know of course. Uh, like I said, not a lot can be said about that one, except, you know, it basically influenced, you know, the creature feature genre. Uh, then for the final two, it's going to be actually one you mentioned already, uh, Crawl, uh, which is just a great, uh, you know, just, just excellent. Uh, and then one that pained me to not put into my top 10, uh, but there was just too many, was actually going to be 20, I think it was 2019's uh, Underwater with uh, Kristen Stewart. Uh, you know, it was a, uh, kind of like a underwater horror movie that just kind of came and went, it didn't do very well in theaters. Uh, but it is an excellent, excellent, uh, sci-fi horror film. Uh, you know, she delivers a really good performance, uh, in it and it just, uh, it's really, really good. And I won't give anything away for people who haven't seen it, but the third act twist of what is really going on is just excellent. And, Anyone who's a fan of uh, a certain uh, a certain uh, horror author, I should say, um, from the 19th century, uh, will be very, very happy <laughs> when they see the uh, the final twist. So, uh, definitely recommend uh, Underwater. You know, uh, um, I saw Underwater, but I guess I need to watch it again because I didn't care for it when I watched it. Um, Sometimes I watch things and I'm kind of in like not in the right mindset or whatever. But a quiet place is one that just kind of flew out of my radar there because it's I, I that could very well be in my top ten because it is in my all time top mm-hmm. favorites list because I just I love 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 that movie. I love both of them, but the first one it's just it hits me as a dad man. Like it's oh, it's a, it's a perfect <laughs> perfect dad movie. Like ah, oh, it's so good yeah like i remember uh you know a lot of my coworkers were talking about that first one when it came out and they were like oh yeah majority of it's in sign language all this and that and i was like oh man that doesn't sound very good you know <laughs> like dialogue you know not a lot of dialogue whatever but then like i went and saw it and i was like man this is a good movie you know <laughs> like mm-hmm. and, and like you said you know the second one you know um was excellent as well just like just a very, very good franchise. And I, I can't wait for the, uh, the third installment, uh, that's going to be coming out uh, at some point. I'm not sure when, um, I know they're doing a spinoff as well. I think they have a third one and a spinoff. Uh, mm. and so just, yeah, excellent, excellent film. So, all right. Well, everyone, uh, we are now at, uh, our top 10 list of our, uh, Halloween films. So we are going to start off with our number 10. So uh, JB, would you like to take us away with your, uh, your number 10 choice? Oh, yes. And after giving you 13 honorable mentions, I do have a tie at number 10 as well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, 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 it's not really a tie. It's just, it, it's a remake of 
the of an original movie that's I had to include both of them because they're both so good. Um, it's The Invisible Man from 1933 and from 2020. They're both excellent films. The original with Claude Rains is I had, I had never watched it until I think it was last year. And oh my gosh, out of all of those universal horror movies, and I and I went through a lot of them last October, uh, that is by far the best one. Better than Dracula, better than Frankenstein, better than Bride of Frankenstein, which always seems to get most of the praise, which is really not, to me, that's not as good as Frankenstein, but you know, whatever. Uh, but out of all of those, yeah, the Claude Rains' um, Invisible Man is hands down the best one love it love it love it he's so good in the movie he's good in everything he does though um but then the 2021 is one that i actually watched in theaters and for the longest time it was my favorite movie from that year um until i watched uh what's that gerard butler movie that came back uh, that, that then uh it's like a disaster i can't even remember can't even remember oh, now uh, uh, Greenland. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, uh-huh. that be- that became my favorite. <laughs> so that was a good movie. <laughs> it really was, man. It's another dad movie, man. Dad, mm-hmm. I, I'm always drawn to those. Um, but no, Invisible Man. It's like um, Elizabeth Moss, and it kind of brings that whole um, Invisible Man mystique to a a 21st century uh, and, and a man trying to use it to, you know do whatever he wants to with women, so to say, or, and terrorize them as well. Um, it's, it's, it's dark and, but it's like, it's just, um, it's a good thrilling film. Like, have you seen that one? I have not seen the new one yet. It's been on my list forever. Cause like, I, I'm the same with you. I really love the, the original Claude Rains uh, version is so, so good. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, I've been really wanting to see, see that new one. Cause I remember I saw the trailer and I was like, Oh, this looks like a great film. Uh, and I don't know why just, it's always just slipped off my radar. Uh, I keep forgetting to see it. <laughs> oh yeah. It's definitely worth checking out. That's, that's one that I, I've been meaning to rewatch, um, but I know that my wife would like it. So I've just kind of been waiting to watch it with her, but she's not a big horror fan. So when I wait to watch one with her, it usually takes a while. So, <laughs> which is why we're just now watching scream six when it came out in like February. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a great, uh, uh, great choices for, uh, for your, your 10th. Um, so for for me, uh, my uh, coming in at the at the bottom here is going to be uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Uh, ah. <laughs> nice. um, is a horror comedy that it, it's just so so good. Um, and uh, you know about these two lovable hillbillies, you know, who just want to relax, you know, on their mountain and. <laughs> you know, not be bothered by anyone. And they end up being terrorized by these college students who are convinced that they're serial killers. And then the college students just are dying in these gruesomely hilarious accidents that everyone is convinced that the hillbillies are doing. And, you know, I remember there's like this line where like one character is like, there's college students killing themselves all over this mountain. <laughs> it's just like, it's just, it's, 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 it's ridiculous and it's just hilarious. So I, I always recommend it to people. If you're in the mood for a good laugh and you like horror movies, it's just, it's really, really, it's a great time. Oh uh, yeah, that is, that is a good one. Um, 
I always appreciate comedy in the horror genre, um, which I will get to later on. Um, but yeah, I, I, that's a good one. I also like, um, it didn't make my list, but Shaun of the Dead is another good one that I really oh, enjoy. That one didn't make my list either, but it's a great movie. <laughs> uh, I like, I like, I like all three of those, um, the Edgar Wright uh, trilogy, that the Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and The World's End. I actually think I like The World's End the most, and that's the one that people talk about the least, which is, uh, it, uh, it's always like that. <laughs> I, have different, I have different tastes than quote unquote they do <laughs> it's true it's that it's that uh i just saw this meme where it said like me walking out of a movie thinking man that's one of the best movies i've ever seen and then checking rotten tomatoes to see the entire world hates it so what's your number nine <laughs> number nine um I did get into the Hayes Code on this one. It's uh, 1956, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Ooh, great the, choice. Directed by Don Siegel, who the famous director of Dirty Harry and um, The Shootist and The Killers and Escape from Alcatraz. I mean, he made a living in mostly the 70s uh, when he was making a lot more of the gritty stuff. But man, this is something from the Hayes Code that, you know, had a lot had a lot more restrictions on him, but dude, I, I watched this, I think it was last year, maybe the year before, but it's one of those, uh, it, for it to be made in the fifties when you didn't have a whole lot of free reign as far as, especially with horror to be able to do stuff, man, he made one heck of a movie. And it's not, a, I, I would call it a zombie movie, but it's not really about zombies. It's more about, um, it's more of a sci-fi um, people that are like emotionless, mm -hmm. and so it's a apocalyptic type thing. But it's just all about them trying to escape these people and and who are trying to take over. And it's just, and man, it's it's just one that it is a complete thrill from start to finish. And it's it's one that I could probably rewatch over and over again. And I. I probably will. So, um, yeah, oh, it, is, it's one that I would have li I would have liked to watch in the drive-in theater in 1956. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I totally know know how you feel. There are certain movies that I'm like, man, I wish I could go back and see this when it released. You know, in its in its time. You know, it's, oh man, totally feel you. Well, that one is definitely going down on my list to uh, to check out because uh, I have not seen that one. So. Uh, well, for my, my number nine, I actually have a tie, uh, and, um, you know, uh, it's kind of funny because they're two very different films, <laughs> but, uh, the first one is going to be a 1990s, uh, Tremors mm. with, uh, Kevin Bacon, uh, and, um, that is a, is a horror franchise that I've loved ever since I was a kid. I first saw it when I was probably about maybe 12 or so. Uh, and I loved it back then and I still love Tremors now. Uh, you know, it was one of those ones that was able to perfectly mesh kind of the horror of what was going on with also some great laughs, uh, you know, some satire, you know, like, you know, small town America. It was just, it was just really, really fun. And the sequels never lived up to that first one. Uh, but I always had a good time with, you know, uh, with every one of them. Uh, but that's, that's one I've always really liked, uh, 
then um the uh second film that it tied with uh is a zombie film and this one i almost didn't include because it it definitely leans more into the thriller uh um area than um than horror but it is uh world war z with uh brad pitt uh mm. i i saw that one in theaters um i remember uh i went and i uh saw it with my uh lady friend at the time and um it was just it was so much fun to see in theaters uh and even though it's one of the you know it's pg-13 so there's like no gore or anything like that uh but it really did manage to kind of you know bring home the horror of being out of control basically of you know that you see these these zombies basically that no one knows how to how to get rid of you know and the one sequence that really stands out is the fall of jerusalem uh sequence that it is just it is so freaky and just horrifying as you're seeing these just tens of thousands of zombies just overwhelm the city uh and uh just you know overall a, a film i really enjoyed um and uh probably going to be re-watching uh this week i would say so um so if you enjoy thrillers you know if you enjoy zombie movies that one's definitely one to one to check out uh you know not not really too scary or anything but um but still a a good time yeah um i've I've seen tremors and i really enjoyed it it's like you said it's it's uh kind of cheesy <laughs> and um but it, but yeah it's it's a, it's a good one it's definitely worth watching i haven't seen any of the sequels though uh, World War Z is one that's been on my list for a long time and I still haven't watched it and I don't know why. Um, I actually own the movie. Uh, a friend of mine was having a yard sale a year or so ago and he was getting rid of a whole bunch of movies and one of them was uh, that one, World War Z, and it was Blu-ray. And I was like, I'll take that. How much do you want for it? He's like, dude, you could just have it. I was like, okay. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it, 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 it's definitely enjoyable and it has that family dynamic in it, which is always, you know, always adds like an extra oomph to those type of films, I think. Oh, man. Yeah. It's, yeah. You've got me hooked now that you said it's a family dynamic that <laughs> always tugs in my heartstrings. So, oh. I now. And it's one of those films too that I would say is is interesting because it went through a massive amount of reshoots. The entire third act was scrapped and reshot. Uh, and, um, and I ended up reading about what the third act was. And I actually think it made the film stronger with the third act that they went with. Uh, so, um, once you see it, we'll, uh, we'll have to talk about, uh, <laughs> about, uh, which third act you would have enjoyed better, but, um, but yeah, definitely, definitely. I'll, I'll be curious to, uh, to hear uh, your thoughts on it once you see it. I will definitely check that out. <laughs> um, well, speaking of zombies, um, <laughs> it, my next one. All I can say is it's time to nut up or shut up because uh, from 2009, yeah, I said I love comedy elements in horror movies. Um, the the one and only zombie movie that I had to have in my top 10 was 2009's Zombieland. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> With. Woody Harrelson and Jesse Eisenberg and Emma Stone and Abigail Bristling and uh, the woman who shall not be named uh, <laughs> since we're both Johnny Depp fans. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and of course the amazing and wonderful Bill Murray. Um, oh my gosh, this movie's so good. It's so funny. Uh, it, oh. 
<laughs> I love how they're on the hunt for a Twinkie. Yeah. <laughs> because, because my dad worked at Hostess and he he sold like he was a delivery man and he like delivered Wonder Bread and Hostess cakes and you know they made Twinkies. So I always had Twinkies in my household. That was just like a normal th- normal staple that was, you know, like other people have bread and sugar. You know, we had Twinkies. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that movie, and but the the joke in that is everybody always said that the Twinkies are are the only thing that could survive like an apocalypse. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's. That's like that's the joke in that they're on the hunt because they know there's Twinkies because this is a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> and so when he finds his hostess choice, he's like, "Oh, we got these Twinkies!" And he opens up the truck, and it's all snowballs. <laughs> snowballs, snowballs. I hate coconut. Not the taste; it's the consistency. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. I just love Woody Harrelson, man. It's uh, mm-hmm. such a good movie. Love it. Oh, so it much. is an ex. It is an excellent one. I I honestly really love that one as well. And I just, I, I just love how there's so many circumstances that are just so great. And you're like, you know, they're gonna end bad. Like you know, <laughs> like Bill Murray. Why would you do what you're going to do? <laughs> you know, in that movie, like what? It's like you're in this apocalypse. Oh, I'm gonna go and scare someone as a zombie. It's it's brilliant. It's just so good. Oh my gosh. Oh. Oh, that's great. It, you know, I have not seen the sequel. I've been wanting to see that one. Uh, but um, but yeah, that, that first one is a is a classic. <laughs> it's worth watching. It's I mean, they try to capitalize on the original and it's it's not as good. It's it's not anywhere near as good, but it, it it's worth watching. I enjoyed it. I watched it in theaters, but I haven't watched it since, and that was what 2020, 2020 mm-hmm. or something like that. So Oh, oh man! Well, coming in at my uh, my uh, number eight here uh, is uh, going to be uh, a Quiet Place Part Two. Um, mm. You know, uh, it was one of the few sequels that I actually felt was superior to the first one, um, and I say that with absolutely no shade thrown at the first one at all, because the first one was an absolutely excellent movie. Um, but I felt like Part Two uh, really it did everything a sequel should do, you know, it, uh, it increased the stakes, uh, you know, it, um, made the danger more, you know, at home, it added more characters, it built out the world. Um, we got to see, you know, what was going on with other people. Uh, just, um, it was just really, I just thought it was really, really good. Um, you know, I love the flashback to day one, you know, it was great. Uh, you know, just, uh, it was very, very interesting. Um, and, uh, I just, I, I had a really, really good time with it. Um, the, the dynamic of kind of switching from, you know, you know, being a movie about like a father and his family to being a mother and her family, I thought was very well done. Uh, because, you know, obviously, you know, not having John uh, Krasinski, you know, um, you know, back in, I was very worried about it. I was like, is this movie going to be able to pull it off without him? And obviously he does show up in the flashbacks. Uh, but they were able to do a great, great job, um, you know, uh, making it from the mother's point of view. Uh, so, yeah, this is one I really, really liked. <laughs> yeah, great pick, man. Um, I would say it, it's right up there with the original. I, 
I'm I'm more drawn to the original as a dad, mm-hmm. um, but and, and because I've watched it more, uh, I've watched uh, I rewatched A Quiet Place the first one right before I went to the theaters and saw the second one, and I really really enjoyed the second one. Um, I just I haven't rewatched it since then. I, I need to. I need to sit down and watch them both again. Um, but I actually recorded an episode on the first Quiet Place uh, for last last year's Halloween, um, which was a, a really good episode. Go check it out, mainly movies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, but no, I've, they're they're both really really good um, family dynamic films, and those are always tugging my heartstrings. And when you incorporate that into a horror film, it makes the stakes of the horror film that much more intense because you're not just trying to survive. You're trying to protect your family. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's that's good. Very good pick. And I'm I'm glad you ranked it above the first one, because, I mean, I I would say that they're both kind of neck and neck. Um, and most people would probably say the first one. So I'm glad that somebody else thinks that this is that this is just as good, if not better. So, <laughs> oh, thanks. Um, oh, so what's uh, what's your your eighth place uh, film? Oh man, we're going OG with this one. Uh, <laughs> this is one that I watched in film lecture in college. It's something that every film lecture class should show, and it is not. Uh, I'm not going to make a horror list and not have a Hitchcock movie in there. Oh, 1960 psycho, the original Norman Bates. Uh, no, I have not seen the Gus Van Sant version with Vince Vaughn. Uh, <laughs> I, I want to, but I also don't want to, cause I don't think it's going to be nearly as good. I know it's not going to be nearly as good, um, but I, I, I'm going to at some point, but man, the original is so, ridiculously good like to be made in 1960 it's like i said during the Hayes code your, your hands are kind of tied um with making something that's going to be scary to anybody but man hitchcock knocked this sucker out of the park and i'm, I'm watching this thinking like it, the, the twist in the movie <laughs> it's just completely blew my mind and just came completely out of left field. And I'm like, what the heck? And, and and you realize how insane the entire thing is. I'm, I'm trying to give, if anybody who hasn't seen this movie, I'm trying not to give it away. It's (laughs) it's 63 years old. Um, If you have not watched it, please go watch it because if you like slashers, I said that the Halloween started the genre, but you know, Hitchcock started the genre. This is the original slasher before you could actually show blood. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But dude, it's so good. Oh man. Such a, such a great film. Like, yeah. That is one that I actually have not seen, so I I, I need to go and see that one because uh, I'm a huge Hitchcock fan. Uh, I love his movies to death, and that one has somehow escaped me all these years. So that is one that I need to go and, and check out. Mm, definitely oh. tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Man. Well, coming in at my uh, number seven uh, is actually going to be another uh, horror comedy. Um, uh, though I will say light horror comedy. Uh, 
And that is going to be 1999's The Mummy with Brendan Fraser. Uh, oh. There's no way that I could have a Halloween uh, movie list without including uh, that film. Um, I, I love that movie to death. Uh, it is just... It's one of those movies that's perfectly paced, uh, perfectly cast, amazing cast, great story. Uh, and they're able to kind of, you know, balance, I think, the the horror elements with Imhotep, you know, uh, with, you know, a lot of the laugh out loud, you know, comedy elements in there. Uh, and yeah, there's there, there's not a lot I can say, except it's just it's one of my one of my favorite movies, I would say. And definitely when it comes to scary movies, it's one of my favorites just because it's it's such a good time. Man, that is one that has escaped me for 24 years. I, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, and I don't know why I haven't watched it. I actually um, they had the original trilogy on groove like the 4k like box set it was like a glitch price at like four dollars or something like that and so i tried to buy it like i went in and and like put my card information and everything and and tried to buy it and then it turned out that they caught the glitch and they you know it just didn't go through like they didn't let I, I was so mad. Like I thought I was about <laughs> to get this, get this at a glitch price because I did get, I got back to the future, the 4k uh, box set for nine 99. Wow. So this uh -huh. was like, and it was a glitch price. It was supposed to be like, you know, 49 or something like that, <laughs> but I got it for 10 bucks. Uh, I got it for cheaper than I got the Blu-ray set. So yeah. <laughs> I still have, I still have both of them on my shelf. I need to get rid of the Blu-rays at some point. But anyway, um, so I, I was going to actually own it for next to nothing, but I didn't get it. They, I guess they cracked down on that. Um, <laughs> but it, I don't know. I've seen it streaming before on HBO max and I, I just have not pulled the trigger on it. Cause I know once I do, I'm going to watch all three of them. I'm going to watch Scorpion King and I'm going to watch the new one with was it, Tom Cruise. Uh -huh. um, I'm, I'm going to get down a rabbit hole. So <laughs> I, 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 that's why I'm always apprehensive with starting stuff like this. I know I need to watch it and I will at some point. I just haven't done it. Um, I, I, I'm going to, I promise. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I think you will really enjoy, enjoy them. Uh, the first one is of course the best. Uh, uh, the Mummy Returns and Tomb of the Dragon Emperor, the third one, went way more down the kind of like Indiana Jones adventure uh, films. They have way less horror in them. The first one was was mostly like kind of like a light horror comedy kind of. Um, but uh, yeah, they, they went away from that in the sequels, but they were definitely good. Uh, Scorpion King is a lot of fun with The Rock. Um and I and I will say too, like everybody hated the 2017 version with Tom Cruise. Um, I actually really enjoyed that movie. Once you see that, we might actually do a podcast on that because because um, I would actually enjoy talking with you to see what you think. Uh, and also, fun fact, I will say this too, that the Tom Cruise version of the Mummy technically is actually in the continuality of the Brendan Fraser films. Um, the uh, the director or the writer, I can't remember, actually came out and said that they considered it uh, in the continuality. And there's an Easter egg in there that kind of showcases it a bit. Um, but, uh, but yeah, the 2017 one went way more back to the horror roots. Uh, it's not 
comedic at all, you know, or anything like that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I'll be curious to hear your thoughts about that, but I, I can't wait for you to dive into that franchise. <laughs> I think you're going to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I gotta say this too, man. What about Brendan Fraser with his comeback this past oh, year? Like it's been wonderful. Oh, <laughs> I, just so, so cool to see him get that Oscar and like just after the road that he's had and, you know, starting one <laughs> from georgia the jungle like uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure nobody took him seriously for a long time but man it just man what a what a what it an was, accomplishment for him yeah it probably one of the best hollywood comebacks honestly that that i've ever seen and i think probably that exists just like you know i've been a fan of him for so many years and i remember kind of like when he went back under the radar, you know, and stuff. I was always like, I was always hoping that there was going to be a resurgence, kind of like what Matthew McConaughey had, you know, um, and Nicholas Cage is enjoying a bit now. Robert, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, Robert Downey Jr., you know, um, Johnny Depp too, you know, with yeah. Pirates, you know, um, there's been a bunch of those. And so I was, I was so happy to see him, see him get that because he just seems like the nicest, genuinest guy, you know, um, and yeah, so I, I'm definitely, definitely hoping that we get to see a lot more from him, uh, from him now. For sure. For sure. All right. I guess I'm going to move on to number six. Um, as we talked about meta earlier, uh, my next two are two very meta films. Okay. Um, <laughs> my first one is going to be from 2011, The Cabin in the Woods. Ooh. Uh-huh. Um, that movie. Um my my brother recommended this to me several years ago and he kind of said it was kind of like a um a, a thinking type piece like a um trying to think of what, what you would do, you, you would even call it just kind of like a social commentary that's what i was thinking yeah on like why do we watch these movies why do we watch scary movies um and it kind of flips the entire genre on its uh, with every trope that it cons that it consists of and it kind of flips it all on its head and puts these people in this and in this movie in this quote unquote movie and like oh man it's just have you seen the movie before I get into it? I have not. It's always okay. been one of those ones that like everyone has recommended to me and they've all said, if you like comedy, if you like satire, you know, you need to check it out. It has, I was just looking on here on IMBD too. It has a great cast, uh, you know, Richard Jenkins, you know, Bradley Whitford, Chris Hemsworth, you know? Oh yeah. It's, it's stacked, man. Like it's, it's very much, uh, an excellent cast. Uh, Jesse Williams from um, Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> but, no, uh, but no, it's uh, it's very, very, very meta. Before meta was really even a thing, uh, which kind of this this next movie is going to be even way before that. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely a critique on the film on the horror movie genre and all the tropes that come in that that take place in it. Um, and you know, like I said, it begs the question: Is why why do we watch these that are like the same movie over and over again? <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's good. It's definitely worth checking out for sure. I will definitely put that on my list to check out this month because yeah, just like looking it over again, it it seems like it would be right up my alley because like I said, that that type that type of genre film is very very interesting to me. Mm -hmm. 
Uh-huh. Who was the Who was the director on that? I'm curious now to see. Uh, Drew Goddard. Oh. He didn't really do much. I mean, he did Bad Times at, at the El Royale, which I have not seen. Oh, oh Joss Whedon uh, uh, wrote, he, uh, was one of the writers. Okay, yeah, he's been. He was one of the writers on, um, you know, The Martian and World War Z and Cloverfield. Like he's got a. a a history of doing like he did. I think he worked on lost as well. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's it. That's so. it. He, he's one of those ones with like the writing side where like he's had his fingers in so many things and like so many big, you know, big projects. Uh, you know, um, it's a shame kind of what's come out about him because like, I always actually enjoyed his, uh, I always enjoyed his filmmaking work. Uh, you know, I, I still, um, I still need to check out uh, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That's one that I've always needed to uh, to see. <laughs> uh, the show? Uh, yes. Uh-huh. Okay. I, I remember watching the show quite a bit when I was a kid, but you know, you watch stuff like that when you're a kid, you don't really get it like you're supposed mm-hmm. to. Um, but I watched the the movie Buffy recently for the first time since since I was a kid and it's interesting. <laughs> I need to go back and watch the show because uh, the movie did not uh, do it justice. I don't think, I think the show uh, is probably better than the movie was. So. I'll have to have, I can't remember if I mentioned this or not before, but I, I actually have seen one episode of Buffy that um, this one website that I was writing for was doing. They had like, it was like a Buffy month or something so they were doing tons of uh, content on it. And so I suggested, I said, you know, for all the writers, I said, you know, take a vote, choose what episode you want me to watch, and I will go in completely blind, and then I'll write a reaction article as I'm watching it. And so they suggested some, I guess they claimed, they said it was one of the most surreal, lore-heavy episodes of the entire series. And they had me watch that one. I had no idea what was going on. And it was just like, and I guess all the writers said my article was quite hilarious because like, you know, I was, I was, as I was writing, I was like, oh man, this looks exciting. Oh, is this person a vampire? Is this or that? And it was like, they just said, none of my, none of my comments made any sense for anyone who'd seen the series. And so they said it was apparently quite funny. Um, And so it made me kind of want to go back and check it out because I enjoyed that episode. So, um, Nice. All right. Well, coming in for my for my number six here is going to be uh, going back in time a little bit to 1964, and this is going to be Vincent Price's "The Last Man on Earth." Uh, this is a um, this is the original I Am Legend uh, movie. Um, mm-hmm. uh, for those who've seen the Will Smith version, uh, you know it was of course based off of the novel I Am Legend, um, and uh, this movie was based off of that. Now I will say. This one is a much closer uh, adaptation to the novel than Will Smith's uh, movie was. Uh, however, it's a it's a great great movie. Um, you know, uh, Vincent Price is excellent. Uh, you know, as the uh, you know um, titular you know last man on earth. Uh, you know, it's a it's a zombie movie, but it's also kind of a vampire movie. Uh, you know, it has a lot going on, but you know, what I really did appreciate, and it was one of the first ones kind of to, to do this was kind of showcasing, you know, what if the guy you've been rooting for the entire time is actually the villain, you know, basically, you know, that you're looking at that you kind of find out at the end, basically, like, you know, that, 
he's kind of the bad guy. Like, you know, he's not a bad guy in the sense that he's trying to be a bad guy or, or that he knows he's villainous. He's just doing what he thinks he needs to do. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, you kind of, you know, that it's kind of revealed at the end that the vampire, that to the vampires that he's been hunting, that basically he's the boogeyman um, yeah. that, that they've been, that they tell their children about, that they're terrified of, that they're hiding from, you know, mm. that he's always scared of these vampire people, but it's actually the other way around. Uh, and um, there's some great creepy moments in it. Uh, and then there's also this just really, really good um, monologue at the end in the climax, you know, when he's cornered by all these vampires and he gives this, this kind of deranged you know, monologue. It's just, it's so good. It's classic Vincent Price. Um, but uh, definitely highly, highly recommend, uh, recommend that movie. Um, if you enjoy kind of the vampire style uh, films and old style horror movies. Man, I have not, uh, I don't think I've even heard of that. Let me, I'm going to, I'm going to check that just to make sure, but um, no, it's on my watch list. So I, I have heard of it, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it, I definitely haven't seen that. I've got to check it out though, because I have seen um, the Will Smith movie and I did not know that it was a remake. I didn't know that it was um, based on that. Oh, and it's public domain, so you can watch it anywhere you want to. Very mm -hmm. nice. Yeah, it's right. there's there's been a, a bunch of them because yeah, there's been actually three uh, uh, adaptations of the novel. This was obviously the first one, Last Man on Earth. Then Charlton Heston did one uh, in the seventies called The Omega Man. Uh, that was also an adaptation. Um, that one's a lot of fun as well. Very seventies, very cheesy, you know, um, uh, but definitely enjoyable. Uh, but yeah, definitely. I think, I think you would, uh, I think you would enjoy it. Um, it's definitely, uh, definitely a great film. All right. I'm adding this, uh, the Omega man to my list as well, because <laughs> I do love me some Charles Charlton Heston. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. yeah. It's he's, he's really good in it. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's very enjoyable. You know, I, I'll watch pretty much anything <laughs> with, uh, with Charlton Heston. I mean, actually, Oh, good. <laughs> Two of my all-time favorites are um, Ben Hur and uh, Planet of the Apes. So, oh, yeah, like, uh -huh. <laughs> you said Charlton Heston. I was like, I'm sold. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. I'm watching it for sure. I'm uh, I'm trying to actually. Uh, I'm trying to track down the. It's the last movie he ever did. Uh, it is. What's the title of it here? Um, it was called My Father from 2003. And, um, and it was based off of a novel and, uh, he plays, uh, Joseph Mengele from, uh, obviously from world war two. Uh, and, um, and it's kind of the story of this guy who is basically, you know, kind of going to, uh, find his father who is, you know, Mengele, um, and, um, confront him. And it's, and it's interesting because it has a great cast. Cause it's a, you know, obviously Charlton Heston, F Murray Abraham is in it. Um, uh, oh, I'm going to butcher his, his name. The uh, actor Thomas uh, Kretschmann, I think is how you say it. Thomas Kretschmann uh, is in it as well. So it has a great cast, but honestly, this movie is like impossible to find. Like it's not streaming anywhere. I can't find the DVD for purchase anywhere, you know, anything. Uh, and so I was, uh, I was actually thinking about contacting Heston's son, uh, who has like his an independent film company, and asking him, I was like, "Do you have any copies of this DVD? Because I really want to see it." <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, well, uh, I won't get too off topic, but I'll say that if, if you're a Charlton Heston fan, if you haven't seen The Greatest Show on Earth, oh, definitely need to check that one out. Oh, I I concur with that. That is a great, great movie. Uh, you know, Indiana Jones before it was Indiana Jones, kind of, you know? Mm, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know? And, and it gets so much hate from people. Like, uh, people have it on their list of, like, worst Best Picture winner ever. And I'm like, really? Did you not see The Shape of Water? Yeah. <laughs> or, or The English Patient? Or, like, there's some stinkers in there. Yeah. Uh, no. Love, which is not a bad movie, but it yeah. shouldn't have won that year, you no, know? <laughs> absolutely not. Uh, but, no, it, it's, oh, gosh, it's such a great film. I mean, it's so good that it inspired Steven Spielberg to make movies. Come on, guys. Like, did you not see the Spielberg movie last year? You, If, if you watch that, the, the Fablemans, and you see how intrigued he was with it, then maybe you will appreciate it a little bit more. And that's, <laughs> my, and that's my uh, pitch to give this movie a chance instead of writing it off as, you know, quote, unquote, the worst ever. <laughs> no, I, I completely agree. You know, pe people, you know, a lot of the younger people nowadays, they do not realize how big of a star Charlton Heston was like, yeah. you know, I mean, he was, you know, I would venture to say, I mean, he was on, he was on the level of John Wayne. I mean, and popularity, oh, yeah. you know, it's like, I mean, what was he in three? Was he in three best picture winners? Um, might've been more because the 10 commandments, Ben, her uh, greatest show on earth. Uh, I can't remember. He was in another one too. Uh, so yeah, it's just it, incredible. Uh, you know, absolutely, you know, fantastic, fantastic actor. <laughs> oh, for sure. All, All right. right. Let's go to sorry. my ne my next. Yeah. Oh, sorry about the little rabbit trail there. But um, <laughs> the, my next movie, which is also a meta film, um, you could say it's probably the original meta <laughs> horror movie from 1996. We've already mentioned it. And it is uh, Wes Craven's Scream. Mm. Um. This movie came out, I was in high school, I was 14, and I remember watching it. Um, of course, I couldn't watch it in theaters because I was 14, <laughs> <laughs> but I did watch it on video, probably on VHS. Yeah, I know it was on VHS because the DVD was not like mainstream at that point. I don't even know if it even come out. Um, 90, 1996. I said 99. I meant 96. So I was, I was 11, actually. Woo, man. Um, but yeah, I watched it. I, I was probably 11 or 12 or 13 or something, but, um, it just, it, for, for one thing, it brings back memories because I watched it when I was, you know, a kid pretty much just like hitting puberty. But then I watched it, you know, as a teenager with my friends and we kind of watched it a lot in high school. And then I just, kind of had a resurgence with resurgence with it a couple of years ago and I watched it again and then I watched it again and then I watched it with my wife you know we kind of went through the whole series with, with each other and she felt the same way it's very nostalgic for us because it came out when we were kids um but as I said earlier it is like <laughs> um meta before meta was cool like, <laughs> And to see that it came from the same guy that gave us uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street films, where now he's basically making fun of his genre <laughs> of movies. <laughs> but it's not like it's not like comedy, really, and it's not like total satire. Like it's a real legit film, 
but it, you also see like he just kind of spins this web of meta-ness into it. And it's man, it's just so good. Like, you know, Courtney Cox, David Arquette, uh, Nev Campbell, uh, Matthew Lillard, Rose McGowan, um, who's the guy, uh, Jamie Kennedy. Like, it's that's the comic relief. The Jamie Kennedy character, I think you'll really enjoy. Um, <laughs> because he's he's funny, but he's like a horror, he, he works at a video store and he's like a horror expert. So he's kind of narrating what's about to happen to <laughs> everybody in the movie. <laughs> like I said, man, oh, I can't wait till you watch this because we've got to. Do, yeah, I can't. I can't wait to to hear what you think about it. Oh, uh, and you know, I, I love that idea of like the narrator, like quote unquote expert, kind of being like the comedic area because you always see in horror movies those are the wise older person they go to to help them. You know, whether it's you know. Uh, final destination or whatever and so i love kind of the idea of like you know this like comedic idiot character be, being the one who knows what's going on this is really yep. that's really good that's him man uh, it's good <laughs> oh man oh i can't wait to check that one out that one is definitely going to be uh you know one that i want to see this month because uh it's <laughs> great oh well you know i uh, coming in at number five for me, there's actually a couple of dark horses in my top five. So this will be interesting. Uh, but number five for me is going to be uh, uh, 2004's uh, Phantom of the Opera. Mm. Uh, you know, it's uh, not one that uh, most people, I would say, would view as as a horror movie. Um, but, you know, the thing is, that, you know, the story is a horror story that came about. And, um, you know, I recently watched... Uh, watch this film i absolutely loved it uh you know i actually even hunted down the uh the steelbook for it um that is like almost impossible to find i, I think i found the last one on the internet that was on sale because i can't find it anymore now but you know it is the classic you know story of this monster you know hidden in the shadows you know who is obsessed hunting after you know you know a woman and uh, you know, who has to find a way to survive. It has all of the classic horror elements, even though the film itself is not necessarily, you know, the jump scare, you know, type of movie we've come to expect. Uh, and, um, you know, and also, I mean, the cast is just great. I mean, you know, we have Gerard Butler as the Phantom, uh, Emmy Rossum as Christine, you know, Patrick Wilson, you know, um, and there's just so many other character actors who pop up in it, uh, you know, so... It was one that, you know, when I was coming up with my Halloween movies, I was like, oh, I got to include Phantom of the Opera because um, it's just, you know, like I said, it's it's for me, it's one of those top creepy movies, you know, um, uh, on my list. So, Oh, man, that's one that I've been that's been on my list for a long time. Uh, I've, I've got friends that really enjoy it. Uh, it's Joel Schumacher, who's made some good movies that I've really enjoyed, but he's also made some really <laughs> his, his Batman movies just lead a lot to be desired. Or, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I I want to watch it at some point. Um, it's a musical, right? Oh yeah. Uh, it, it, yeah, it is a musical, and that was what was kind of interesting was that all of these you know, people were actors who they cast, but it's like, you know, I was like, you know, Gerard Butler, he can sing, like, he sounds good. Like, you know, um, and like, you know, Emmy Rossum, who was, you know, of course everyone knows her now from Shameless, uh, but, um, you know, she was kind of an unknown. She was like, you know, classically trained, like an, she's an opera singer. And, you know, so it's like all of these, 
all these actors just perform so well with the with the music uh but you also get that great story throughout it um yeah it's 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 just i can't recommend it enough <laughs> yeah it's uh andrew lloyd weber um soundtrack that mm -hmm. i mean he wrote the the original play mm -hmm. um for broadway but i I, I I know most of the songs from the movie, so I really just need to watch it anyway, <laughs> just, just so I can put the the movie to the songs. Mm -hmm. No, it's it's very true, yeah. Because once you, because I was kind of the same way. I'd heard a lot of the music, but it's like, yeah, when you when you see the story elements that go along with the songs, it really just it makes the music come alive so much more when you're you know when you're seeing the emotions of what's going on with it. Just oh yeah, I I can't wait to uh, to hear your thoughts on it. What you uh, what you think? Uh, yeah. All right. So with this next one, this is my one and only indie film. Ooh, okay. Um, I watched it for the first time. I think it was about three. Yeah, it was three years ago. Of course, Letterboxd keeps track of this stuff for me. So um, it was a little over three years ago. I got a um, like a, a free month of uh, Shudder. Mm. And I watched several movies and a lot of them were like shutter originals. And I think this might've been a shutter original. Like it wasn't streaming anywhere else. And I haven't seen it streaming anywhere else since. Um, it's from 2017. It's called revenge. Mm. And it's um, if you, if you pull it up, like you'll see that the cast only has like five or six people. Like it's a very, very um, low budget. Um, film but and you won't know anybody who's in it <laughs> but it like well, the first time i watched it i was like I, I just felt like this was a very intense thrilling ride of a film um there's some things that kind of stuck out to me as unbelievable but you kind of have to suspend your disbelief i think in a lot of areas um but then I watched it again about a year later and I, I don't know why I haven't watched it in, in two years since then. But the second time I watched it, I had recommended it to my brother. I said, Hey, um, cause we, um, he got like a trial membership to AMC plus or whatever. And it streams all of the shutter movies. And so I was like, Hey, if you've got AMC plus, you need to watch revenge. Cause it's really good. Um, and so I watched it again because he gave me his login and like, we, I, he loved it. I loved it. Um, it's just talk about your, your feminist movies. Like a lot of people like to watch, like there's, been this kind of i guess maybe wonder woman or uh, there there was a big huge ordeal about people being afraid of strong women in movies or whatever but dude this one here is like a female survival story and it is freaking incredible to be for it to be such a low budget indie film it's like i don't know it, it's one of the best it's it's an all-time favorite of mine like it's on my all-time favorites list i i have since i watched the second the, for the second time i've ended up uh purchasing the blu-ray um from a technical standpoint like there's 
the cinematography in this really reminds me of like a Tarantino type film. Oh, interesting. Um, it's shot so beautiful, beautifully. And yeah, there's just, it really absorbs you into the story and it highlights a lot of the desert landscape um, that kind of illustrates the, the kind of uh, deep water that this woman is in. <laughs> uh, well, she's not in water at all because she's in desert but <laughs> the, the deep peril that she's in i guess um but there's like a lot of stylistic close-ups and lens flares and um i don't know it's just it's really it's just it's really cool the way it's shot um so i, I feel like this cinematographer i think his name is uh hey havert or something like that um Yeah, I can't. I can't even find his name. Oh yeah, uh, Robrecht Havert. But anyway, he's he was doing some really cool stuff with the, with the camera and like so. This this dude seems to be underrated because I've never heard of the guy. Um, but it's uh, yeah, definitely worth checking out if you like a good if you like Wonder Woman, which I know it's not the same anywhere near the same thing. Like it's she's like a a, a Greek god, but she. A god. <laughs> Um, but this is like a, 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 a really cool female survival story where she's like running from these guys and trying to also take care of herself a after she gets hurt. And like, it, I don't know, it's, you just, you just gotta watch it, man. I can't, I can't keep going on about it, but it's, uh, so good. Oh, so, I'm, so good. I'm definitely going to check it out here. I just added it to my list. Uh, because I just I just looked it up. Definitely sounds like something that's up my alley. Uh, and I I always enjoy a low budget indie film, especially when they're really well made. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Like I was I was surprised at how well made the film was for it to be such a low budget indie film that's only streaming on Shutter of all places. But dude, it's it really is. It's very well made. So. Oh man, definitely. I'm gonna I'm gonna check that one out. Oh. All right. Well then, let's see. For uh, for my um, for my number number four uh, film here is going to be taking us back uh, again to uh, I believe it's 1954, and this is going to be the film Them, uh, the uh, movie that is about giant ants uh, terrorizing um, a small town in America, and then I believe it's uh, going into L.A. I think it's L.A. Um, it is just a great horror movie from the golden age of hollywood uh you know uh fest parker shows up um in it at one point uh you know of uh, those who know from davy crockett uh but you know it's a it's a bit of like a mystery thriller as they're trying to figure out what's going on in the small town uh what's killing these people uh and then it ends up you know going down into this thrilling you know like battle underneath in the sewers of la um it's just it's a great movie uh, mostly all done with um, uh, practical uh, effects with the the giant ants. Um, and uh, I was very happy to hear that there's actually going to be a remake that they're doing uh, um, in the next couple of years. But um, but yeah, it's just one of those classic uh, old Hollywood uh, horror movies. Uh, can't recommend it enough. Uh, I've seen it ever since I was a kid and I'll probably be I'll probably be rewatching it my whole life because it's just it's just a lot of fun. <laughs> Man, I'd never even heard of that. It has uh, James Whitmore from uh, 
the Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, that's cool. Cool. I'm gonna have to check that one out, man. That's, uh, that's, that's, that sounds really good. It's 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 a lot. It's it's a lot of fun, you know, because um, you know, because obviously, you know, it's not as as scary as it was back then, you know, because you know, with the effects that we see now. Um, but yeah, it's just like very well done. Um, and you know, the whole first, uh, the first half of the movie, you know, in the American Southwest is just, you know, just has that great creep factor of, uh, of people with, you know, the, of course the, you know, the little abandoned kid who, you know, saw everything, but does you know, but can't talk, you know, it's just like, it's, it's a great, great thing. So, um, yeah, definitely, definitely check it out. I think you'll enjoy it. So we'll do, we'll do. All right. My next one, uh, I've I've seen quite a bit of horror movies in theaters. I saw several. I saw some when I was a kid. I saw some as a teenager, and I saw some in college. Um, I was mm, 20, 25, 26 when. No, gosh. 2008 i can't even do math right now i was (laughs) no i was 23 23 when this movie came out and fresh out of college and i went and saw this movie in in the theaters with my wife well she was just she was my girlfriend at the time uh we may have been engaged i don't remember but anyway um i have never ever been as scared (laughs) <laughs> watching a movie as I was watching this movie. It it's, it's creepy. Like the, the whole thing is just like, it, it's it, the, the stranger to the movie. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if you've seen, have you seen that? I have not. I have heard though, that it is beyond creepy. Like I've like, heard that. Uh-huh. Yes. 100%. And, and it's, I mean, it is scary. Like it's as far as the situation you're watching it in, it it, it really does creep you out what's going on. But what makes it so scary and so creepy is this thing could actually happen. (laughs) (laughs) Like there's nothing supernatural about this movie. There's nothing like that. You know, with most movies, with most horror movies, like a lot of most of the things that happen that kind of get them in the situation are just kind of far-fetched and like it's you can't see this happening can't but no this movie like legit could happen to somebody and when you're watching it you're like holy freaking crap i'm <laughs> mm, i'm going to bury myself in a bunker and never come out <laughs> yeah i've watched it a couple of times since then but i know you know, every time I watch it, I'm like more and more creeped out by it. So like, <laughs> it is worth watching. Um, it, it, even if you just watch it once, cause you might not want to watch it again, but it's right now. It looks like it's streaming on Netflix. Ooh, um, I'd have to check that out. Uh, I just, yeah. I just looked it up too. Uh, Liv Tyler, Scott Speedman, uh, mm-hmm. good, good cast. Oh, good leads mm-hmm. there. <laughs> yep. Got to check that one out for sure, man. Oh. Just, you know, bring your big boy pants. Yeah, <laughs> is that it is true? Like just looking at like you know like what it's about and stuff. Like yeah, th- those type of movies, like you said, the ones are this could really happen are are the most terrifying. Um, you know, oh man. Yeah, I um, 
I, I've watched it a couple of times since it came out. And every time I watch it, if my wife walks in and sees it, she's like, are you watching the strangers? And I was like, yes. Oh, why are you doing this to yourself? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh that's really funny oh man i'm definitely i'm popping that one on my list right now too because mm -hmm. oh I, I i enjoy i enjoy having a good scary movie uh you know every now and then so <laughs> well I'll, I'll just make sure i watch it in the morning on a weekend you know, <laughs> so, you know? <laughs> watch uh, it right before church or something yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh it, it's always it's always funny that it's like um you know because my my mom lives with me and uh and you know like we'll you know we'll i'll, I'll you know sometimes I'll, I'll say to her like oh what do you want you know do you want to watch a movie tonight what do you want to watch and stuff you know and she'll be like she'll be like we can't watch anything scary you're going into the office tomorrow man okay well coming in at my uh, number three, I can't believe we're in our in our top three right now, uh, mm. is uh, going to be a, a, a horror classic. Um, you know, I think uh, this makes it onto onto most people's list at some point or another. Uh, and that's going to be 1982's The Thing, uh, directed by John mm. Carpenter. Uh, you know, uh, it's it's a movie. Uh, I've only seen it, I think, once, uh, you know, but it is like. It is a legit scary movie because it, it 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 somehow it manages to bring all of the different elements of like horror movies together that it's like it's a suspense thriller um it's also a mystery because you don't know what's going on it's a body horror <laughs> um you know uh film it has all of these different aspects in it um that all come together to be just a legit terrifying film uh you know uh and you know, of course, you have that fantastic cast, you know, led by uh, um, Kurt Russell. Um, and uh, yeah, just just, you know, those such amazing special effects, you know, with those, uh, you know, the practical, practical gore and creature effects that are just like still so creepy, you know, <laughs> um, you know, uh, even today, like I was I was reading uh, on a, a Reddit board about that, uh, that movie before this podcast. And there was like one person who was talking about, you know, the scene where they're doing the chest compressions on the guy and the mouth opens up and like grabs the guy's arms. And this guy commented and he said, you know, he said, I'm a, I'm a EMT, you know, and he said, you know, I have to do, you know, chest compressions on people. And he said, he said, it, he said, it never fails. Every time I do compressions on somebody, I think of the scene. <laughs> you know? he said, it never left me. You know? And it's like, yeah. You know, it's just it's one of those one of those horror films that it does just stick with you as the years uh, go by. But just just a masterpiece of that genre, I would say. Oh, man, that that is one that I watched a few years ago. And I don't think I appreciated it as much as I should have, because I know a lot of people who really, really love that movie. Um, and it's John Carpenter. Like he did a lot of a great. Uh, and of course, he did the the Halloween movies. and um you know like big trouble in little china and you know, stuff like that from the 80s and um i mean it's a great he's a great director um i just I, for some reason it did not click with me when i watched it the first time i just didn't connect but i i, I have been meaning to go back and watch it again because uh it's it's one that has kind of stuck with me that i said man i should watch that again because I, I probably just probably wasn't in the right mindset when i watched that and 
I think I would enjoy it if I watched it again. So I'll definitely do that. Oh, definitely. And you know, it, it's also one of those movies. It's very possible too, that it's, it's kind of a, uh, what's the word? almost like a, uh, like a time capsule almost maybe of like, you know, the era of when you watch it possibly, you know, cause like, I remember when, when I, I saw it, I was way younger. I was probably maybe, I think I was in high school, I think. Uh, and it was kind of one of the first, I wouldn't say it was the first horror movie I saw, but it was like probably one of the first five that I'd ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, besides like the old black and whites, of course, but like kind of mm-hmm. modern, you know? And so I don't know it, some of, you know, of my, uh, my love of it probably comes, you know, from that element. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's definitely is interesting. So yeah, I definitely will, will be curious to hear your thoughts on, on the rewatch. Uh, did you ever see the prequel, uh, with, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead that came out, t- uh, 2011? No, but I did. Um, I, I think I got it on like digital, um, I think Universal does like this uh, Universal Rewards program where you can, with every physical movie you buy, you can get a code, and that code basically gets you a free movie, a uh, free digital movie. And so you kind of go in there and just pick whatever you want. So every month they release different ones, and one one month I saw that one, I was like, you know, I'm gonna pick that up. So I've I've had it for a while, I just haven't watched it yet. So. Uh, it's, it's definitely, uh, I didn't, uh, it's mostly <laughs> hated by a lot of people nowadays. Uh, <laughs> I, I found, I actually enjoyed it way more than a lot of other people did. Um, I enjoyed the prequel elements and I, I just, you know, I had a good time with it. It's not anywhere near the first one, but, uh, it was definitely, I found it enjoyable. So, um, yeah, I'll have, right. have to check both of those out or rewatch the first one and you watch that some, at some point soon. All right. Okay. We're at number two now and we're getting into something. This is one that I've just recently rewatched and I have almost got through the entire franchise again. I've watched this franchise front to back probably three times and this is my fourth. And I've watched this particular movie probably six or seven times. Uh, I remember when it came out, I was in college. And um, one of my friends had gone to see it and he said, don't go see, don't get, uh, I'll give you a piece of advice. Don't go see this movie if you're drunk. (laughs) (laughs) I remember him telling me that. Um, But it's uh, from 2004, the original Saw. Oh, okay. Uh And, uh, you know, a lot of people will kind of write these movies off as torture porn. But the the filmmakers themselves do not consider them torture porn at all. Um, to me, and I've said this countless times, time and time again, that Jigsaw, the original Jigsaw, John Kramer, not, not the saws that came after him, but the original Jigsaw was is the most humane serial killer who's <laughs> ever been in film because first of all he's kind of like a dexter like he's taking people who are just like the lowest of the low and putting them in situations to where they can either live or die and the choice is theirs and he's giving everyone a chance to live they may be maimed they may lose a hand or lose an eye in the process but they can live they just have to go through a lot of pain to do it. Um, 
and and some people live and some people don't but he gives them an opportunity to that's the thing and and i'm not i'm not saying that it's right i'm not you know i'm not sick and twisted and think that it, <laughs> it's good that what he's doing but to me if you lived through something like that, it seems like you would be a little bit rehabilitated. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like maybe your life will be a little bit more productive after that, and you won't be a complete uh, menace to society anymore. Uh, it would probably work better than our prison system, just to be honest. Um, <laughs> uh, have you seen this movie or any of them? I actually have not seen any of the Saw movies. Like I've kept, I've kept Ooh. up a little bit with like the storylines a little bit, just, you know, as they've come out, I've been like, Oh, I'll look up what that movie's about. But yeah, I've never, I've never actually seen them. Uh, yeah. The first one is directed by James Wan who, Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He's done several horror movies. He's done fast and furious movies. Like he's, he's been all, of course he did the, the, the Aquaman and all that, but he's that movie is absolutely the best one. Hands down. In my opinion, um, there are a couple of others that I think are really, really good as well. Um, it kind of goes off the rails with a couple of them in like the back half. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the first movie is it's, it's a, it's a horror masterpiece in my opinion. And like, if you like twists, if you like, uh, man, it's just, you just got to watch it, man. It's on Amazon (laughs) prime right now. Um, if you've got that, definitely check it out. If not find these movies somewhere and watch them. Um, even if you just watch the first one to three, uh, I would say one through six are probably worth watching. Um, four and five kind of dip a little bit off. Um, but six, it, it kind of finds its footing again, but then kind of after that, it kind of spirals into, um, of course, you know, the last movie was called spiral actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the one with Chris rock is, is, is good though. I, I enjoyed that one. Um, but seven and eight are, mm, yeah, they're just kind of, whatever <laughs> have you uh have you seen the latest one uh that just I, haven't, uh-huh. I haven't seen the new one no oh. i haven't had a chance to get to the theaters in a while um it's just it, i've been busy and i don't really have any kind of free nights really throughout oh. the movies. <laughs> um i've been wanting to watch it but it's kind of getting to where to the point to wherever, yeah, I guess I'm going to have to watch that when it comes out on streaming because I don't uh-huh. know if I'm going to be able to go see it. Uh, and I hate that too, because I really wanted to watch it because I love this franchise. It's probably my favorite horror franchise. I said that, um, that nightmare is probably my favorite classic horror franchise, but this is easily overall my favorite horror franchise. And it's because of how I can kind of empathize <laughs> with with the jigsaw character i like i said i'm not twisted i'm not sick i don't think what he's doing is right but he's he's given them a chance to live like he's, he's I, I think he's, that's he, what he never kills it. anyone it's <laughs> and <laughs> i think that's what makes a good villain honestly you know in whether it's a horror movie or any movies like if you can empathize you know with them or understand what they're doing a bit more it just it makes it makes the movie so much better you know in that in that way i think 
Um, and you know, I was just looking on, on like Rotten Tomatoes here, and I was like, and it seems with Saw Ten, people really like it. It seems because I can't believe it has a seventy nine percent critic score and an eighty nine percent audience score, which is, I mean, that's incredible. You know, <laughs> it's higher than any other movie in the franchise. Oh, freaking nuts! Because the first one is so good to me, so I'm like I cannot fathom how this could be any better mm-hmm. um and, and it makes me it really makes me kick myself for not finding a way to get to the theaters to watch this <laughs> uh, but I'm, I'm sure the, the thing, uh, huh oh i was gonna say i'm sure the uh the uh studio heads you know after this film have, has uh come out they're saying we we got to bring jigsaw back for saw 11 like it's to me and we talk about empathizing with characters and i'll just say this i don't think i'm giving away any kind of plots there there's a reason for why he's doing this not just because these people are the, are the lowest of the low but he is in a personal situation to where he um i'll just say he has a terminal illness and he uh, has learned to appreciate life more hmm. because of it. And so he wants others to appreciate their life. And uh, that, that's, that's yeah. why I can kind of empathize with him. Like to know that that's why he's doing it as sick and twisted as it is, but that is just him living out his final days and trying to get others to, to see what he sees, mm-hmm. you know, life is a gift and, and we are, we should live it. You know, we should enjoy it and we should cherish it. So, no, that's very, that's very true. Oh, man, that's, that's great. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to, uh, have to check that out. Cause yeah, like I said, never, uh, never seen that. So, oh, all right. So we, for number two here, oh, um, this is one that is a bit of a controversial pick, I would say. Uh, you know, it seems that people either, either love this movie or hate this movie. Uh, and, um, I did not catch this one in theaters. I saw it uh, when it was uh, when it released afterwards, and afterwards I was very upset that I did not see it in theaters. Um, and that is uh, 2012's Prometheus, uh, directed by Ridley Scott, um, which we now, of course, know is uh, you know prequel to uh, Alien. And uh, I really, really enjoyed this movie. Like, actually, it's my favorite Alien movie in the franchise. Uh, you know, um, I, uh, and I love, you know, I, it's the alien, alien predator universe, Blade Runner universe, uh, that all of those franchises exist in is one of my favorite, uh, film universes. Um, but I just, I really loved how Prometheus went down. It kept, you know, a lot of the horror vibes of like alien and other things, but it, it also kind of delved a little bit into the like theological aspect, you know, of, you know, that science fiction sometimes goes in that direction, but it doesn't always. And I really enjoyed how really Scott kind of, you know, was addressing these issues of, you know, of, you know, mankind's purpose, uh, you know, uh, why are we here? Who made us, you know, and going into this theological direction, uh, um, and even the incorporating, you know, like aspects of like Christianity into it, you know, with the main character who, you know, is a, you know, is, you know, a, uh, um, you know, a self-proclaimed Christian in the film and kind of dealing with her, you know, her 
her journey to kind of seek out, you know, basically, you know, life and aliens and how does that come, you know, conflict with her faith. It's, it's very, very interesting. Uh, and so overall, I just, I really liked the movie. I love the ambiance of it. I love the set design. Uh, and, um, you know, the, uh, just, it was, it was just really, really good. Like I said, I know most people disagree with me, um, but, uh, but that's why it's number two on my, on my Halloween list that, uh, I just think that it, it does a great job with the, you know, with the, the alien creatures and just kind of that creeping horror as they're on that planet. Um, you know, but then also gives us a little bit more of the deep stuff as well. Yeah. I'm just looking at my letterboxd friends who've, uh, logged it and, it's it's a uh, the star ratings are all over the place. I yeah. mean, we've got people who are giving it four and a half and five stars, and then people that are giving it two and like you know, <laughs> a one and a half here. So it's like uh, it, it, it's all over the place. Um, Aaron White seems to like it quite a bit. Um, he, he's a big Ridley Scott fan. He was on here for uh, I think he was on here for a Ridley Scott movie, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway. Um, yeah, I I need to watch that. Um, I stopped watching the Alien movies after Alien Resurrection because I did not like that movie. That was um, a bad movie. Yes, <laughs> the, first, the, first, the first two were really really good. Um, I actually like the second one more than the first one. Um, I don't know why. I, I, I think James Cameron seems to connect with me a little bit more than Ridley Scott does. I mean, Ridley Scott, I've, 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 he's made some bangers like, you know, uh, the one that you did with me that, uh, gosh, I can't think the Russell Crowe movie. Oh, uh, uh, Gladiator. Um, hmm? Gladiator is a great film. Uh, Black Hawk Down is a great film. Like he's, he's made some really good movies. Um, but he's also made some that I'm just like, eh, whatever. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but the, the James Cameron movie alien Sue, I don't know why that one, that one just really connected with me a lot more. Um, but then there was alien three, which I actually enjoyed. I mean, that's, uh, who did that one? That was, um, it was, uh, yeah, it was, um, Oh, uh, David big, Fitcher. Mm -hmm. Yeah. David Fitcher. That's right. Yeah. I, I knew it was another big director. Mm -hmm. Um, but then it just kind of fell off the rails with the next one. Uh, so I just haven't really gotten back on track. I need to do that. Go watch Covenant and watch this and watch AVP and all those. Um, I just, I haven't done it. And that's just one thing that I've got to check off that list. So again, again, it's a rabbit hole uh, <laughs> because it's been so long since I've watched the fourth one. I'm probably going to want to go back and watch the first two again, uh, just to kind of spark, get that, get that primer in there so um, it's it is it is true it, it is a rabbit hole i'm actually planning on in the new in 2024 in the new year uh doing a complete universe rewatch you know so watching you know all, uh, the two prometheus films you know all four alien films uh you know the uh all the predator movies and the blade runner movies all together and kurt russell's soldier in there too throwing that one in there too um uh, since that one is now confirmed as part of the universe. Uh, so like, since, you know, all those films kind of exist together, I'd kind of like to watch them in chronological order, uh, you know, as they, as they happen within that universe and see how that feels. <laughs> Soldier. Yes. Uh-huh. It's, um, it was hmm. from, yeah, see, I'm pulling up my litter box here. It's with Kurt Russell. Uh, 
So, I found it. I just I didn't know that it was part of that franchise there. Yes, it's um basically it came out. It was um I want to say the writer, um the writer had worked I think on Blade Runner, and there's a bunch of uh of of things within the movie when you're watching uh that like when he's on the one planet you see the wreckage of like the sky cars that you see within Blade Runner uh, are on the wreckage of the planet. Um, you also see his battle record uh, when you see like where he served before and a, um, a bunch of the conflicts that are mentioned in Blade Runner are also mentioned in there. And there's a couple of other things in there too that the writer put in and he described it as he called it a, a, a cyquel. Um, <laughs> he's like, it's not really like connected or anything, but he's like, he's like, I, I made it as part of that universe. And, and there's been a lot of, uh, there's been a lot of, um, uh, discussion over whether his character is a replicant or not, uh, you know, because there's a lot of the, the, the genetic, the genetically enhanced soldier that he is and he is part of the program are very similar to rep replicants. And so a lot of people wonder if that was what was, the intention was. Uh, so, yeah, so I, I include it in the uh, in that. And like I said, it's going to be part of my rewatch once I start it. Mm. Yep, definitely have to get into that at some point. Mm -hmm. All right, now we're on to our number one. And Ooh, uh -huh. it, there was never any question to me what was going to be my number one. Um, it's it's one that I haven't watched this year, and I don't think I watched it last year. Um, I, I normally I, I try to watch these every every year, every other year. Um, and but this is one I've, I've seen it four times i watched it for the first time in college and then i watched it again uh back in like 2019 um i said four times no i've watched it i've watched it five times um because i watched it with my wife last time but anyway it's uh it's 1980 stanley kubrick the shining oh great choice uh -huh. <laughs> It, oh my gosh man i don't know where to even begin with this film um i'll i'll, I'll say this to start off is my last uh review that i have on, i only have two reviews on letterbox even though i've seen it five times um it was from 21 2021 i said fourth time still so dang good still <laughs> still don't understand it Still, probably the horror goat. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and, and in a nutshell, man, like I don't, I still don't fully grasp what Kubrick was doing with this film, but I still love it so much. Like, I just, I can't, it, it just, it blows my mind with what's going on. And, and it's one of those, you know, where I say the horror movies that, could actually happen you know freak me out the most and that's what this movie is like if you put yourself in a remote place for an extended period of time which we saw this you know in kind of a small glimpse during the the covid pandemic um you could really lose your ever-loving mind <laughs> Um, I'm not saying that everybody's going to be an axe murderer or anything, <laughs> but it could happen. <laughs> you don't know what's going to happen if you're when you're 
stuck like that. It was just you and your family and nobody else. Um, yeah, they'd probably start to annoy you after a while. <laughs> like, <laughs> not saying you should kill them, um, but you might want to. Oh my gosh, man, this movie, it just, I, you know, there's a scene where he is at the bar and um, I have seen a shot of, of him at the bar. And then I've seen a shot of um, Chris, Chris Pratt at the bar on the movie passengers. Oh yes. Uh-huh. Um, and, and it's like a very, very similar scene with Chris Pratt and Jack Nicholson. Like it, the whole landscape, like it looks identical. Like that shot was made to compare it to the shining. And, and when I saw that, it just kind of clicked with me that holy crap, these movies are so similar. Like no, the shining is not a sci-fi film, uh, but it, it's, it speaks to the fact that when you are in a remote place by yourself or with just your family, which Chris Pratt was by himself, you could, probably end up going crazy and doing things that you should not do, which he basically, which Chris Pratt, spoiler, (laughs) Chris Pratt (laughs) pretty much kills someone in the movie because he wants friendship. (laughs) He he wakes someone up knowing that they're going to die. As I said, spoiler, I gave you the warning. Uh, He wakes someone up knowing that they're going to die just so he can have some kind of companionship. And that's, that's what happens with Jack in this movie. Like he, he doesn't wake somebody up, but he literally like he, he's going crazy in this remote setting. And he starts to have these urges to kill someone. And that's his family. Who's there and annoying the crap out of him. And so, uh, oh man, <laughs> uh, forgive me. I'm not condoning Jack's behavior in this movie whatsoever, but man, do I understand it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's very, it is very interesting because that is true. What you said about like, you know, that isolation, you know, with, with humans, it doesn't go well. You know, no. <laughs> we've seen all these stories of like that, that humans were not meant to be alone, you know, uh, especially for long periods of time, because, you know, you mentioned like COVID and that is very true. Like we saw so many situations of, of like issues arising with people. I mean, it's like, you know, there have been so many marriages that ended, you know, because of lockdown, you know, that, that, uh, you know, and all of these different things, you know, uh, you know, with crime and everything. So I think it's a great example. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and you know, my kids, I still don't know how to act in public mm-hmm. because like they were, you know, they were in the house for so long. They didn't go to school. They, they, you know, did everything virtual and like they, when they were in their formative years of trying to learn and adapt and, and, and live in society as, as kids, when you start school, 
Uh, they didn't get to do that. <laughs> so like even now they've been in school for what, two years, three years since they finally started going back and they still don't know how to act mm-hmm. uh, around people. And it's, it's ridiculous. Like, and it's something that you kind of take for granted because we learned that as a kid, like you just kind of adapted and, and, but they didn't because they couldn't. So yeah. Oh man, it's nuts. No, that, you know, it's very, very true. You know, I remember reading a lot about that, you know, with kids and everything, especially younger kids. So it's, it's very fascinating. Oh man. Well, that was, that was a great, great pick, um, you know, for your, uh, for your number one. Um, you know, I think, uh, I think it's just like you said, it's one of those, it's one of those utter classics you know, of, uh, of cinema. Oh, and he's right. a, Kubrick is another director that I have a weird relationship with. You know, I said that about um, uh, about Ridley Scott, and I could say that about other guys like Michael Mann. Like, he's made some movies that I thought were holy crap. This is a freaking masterpiece. But he's also made some movies that I'm like, what is this? You know. <laughs> like, uh, uh, it is very true, especially about Michael Mann. He he's his his filmography is so odd you know in the sense of of how it you know oh yeah i'm just you know how, how it goes you know but yeah he has some he has some bangers in there and then he has some some ones that are not not uh not very good <laughs> we'll just say that, you know um yeah. you know uh you know but um that being said i will put this in there since i have a a soapbox here uh 2006's Miami Vice is a fantastic movie. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, you know, I loved that movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but um, also do a little bit of a self plug here. Um, I will say, if anybody enjoys the uh, The Shining, uh, definitely check out uh, one of the first podcasts that was done here on Under the Lens uh, called Kubrick and the Moon Landing, uh, where me and my former host, uh, Chris, uh, kind of dissect a lot of uh, elements of uh, The Shining and uh, talk about the conspiracy theory of whether or not Stanley Kubrick uh, filmed the moon landing uh, and whether or not he put clues to him doing that in The Shining. So uh, so definitely check that episode out if you're interested. Um, so. Uh, so anyway, uh, now on to my number one, and this is definitely a dark horse. Um, I don't think anybody will see this one coming, honestly. Um, but, uh, it is going back in time, uh, to old Hollywood again. And Mm. this is going to be from 1953 and it is the film, uh, Martin Luther. And, uh, um, you know, this is not a horror movie, uh, (laughs) uh, anything like that, um, that being said, you know, the main pivotal event of Martin Luther's life actually happened uh, on Halloween or All mm-hmm. Hallows, as it was called back then. Uh, and um, this film uh, was a uh, it was an American West German uh, film production and uh, it starred uh, Niall McGinnis as Luther. Um, and uh, it was a very controversial film uh, for its time that it actually was banned in some areas uh, because of um, of the way it, be- it showcased religion and uh, and aspects like that. Um, that being said, you know, it was uh, known to be very accurate uh, to the time because research was done by uh, Reformation scholars um, to make sure that they were telling the story uh, properly. 
Um, it did enjoy a, a very successful theatrical run. Um, and uh, it's just, it's just a fantastic, fantastic movie. Uh, you know, uh, it's just goes through basically, you know, his life of, um, you know, his conversion, uh, his life as a monk, how he started the Reformation, basically, um, his conflicts with the Catholic Church and uh, has tremendous acting. The performances are just outstanding. And, uh, you know, uh, Nal McGinnis is, you know, just turns in a titanic performance uh as luther um you know especially during his scenes when he's being told to recant you know and and he doesn't do it so it is just it's a fantastic movie i cannot uh, recommend it enough i normally rewatch it most every year um i don't think i saw it last year but i'm definitely going to be watching it this year um and uh yeah so you know like i said it's just it's one of those films that you know uh, even if you're not a person of faith, honestly, you know, when you're watching it, uh, you know, just kind of seeing the 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 triumph of the human spirit, too, of just seeing this guy who was standing up for what he believed in, no matter what, you know, being faced with, you know, execution, excommunication, exile, you know, every the worst things that you could you could uh, be punished with, you know, back then he was threatened with and, you know, having to give up you know, his entire life, basically, you know, just everything that he had believed in, he had to give up, you know? Uh, and so, yeah, it's just, it's a very, uh, it's a very inspiring story. Um, I think, uh, and, you know, like I said, if you're a person of faith, you're, you know, uh, especially a Protestant, <laughs> you're going to really love it. Um, you know, and like I said, if you're not, there's still a lot to love, you know, with the, with the, um, you know, with somebody standing up for what they believe. So definitely, definitely check it out. Um, you know, you can rent it, I think on, a, on Amazon right now, but uh, the DVD is a little hard to find, but, um, but yeah, so that's my, my number one, uh, my top 10 list. <laughs> and I, I really need to check that one out. I, I, I haven't seen, there's been several movies about Martin Luther. I haven't seen any of them. I actually own one from, I think the seventies that was, I think it's just called Luther, but, um, I believe that's the Stacy Keach version. Yeah, I love yeah, him. Actor, uh-huh. <laughs> right? Um, I need I need to watch that. I need to watch the fifties version as well. Um, I, I may do that this this Halloween, man. I just I haven't haven't done it. Might as well sit. I saw that that one is streaming. The one you were talking about, I saw that it was streaming in several different places. So, I might have to check that one out, man. Because I, I mean, I I love the story of the Reformation. I've read countless books about it. Um, but no, I haven't watched any movies about it. So, um, yeah, I, I would say, um, if you are a person of faith, if you're not a Catholic, (laughs) 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 uh, you should, you should check, check something like that out, even though I haven't seen it. I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's good because I, like I said, I've read countless books about the, the historical, uh, time and, uh, it, w- what Martin Luther did and went through and, and everything. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm definitely going to have to do that one soon for sure, man. Well, everybody, you know, that, uh, that concludes our, uh, top 10 Halloween movies list. Uh, I hope that you enjoyed it as much as we did. Uh, and I hope maybe you found some, uh, some new films to watch, uh, this year, um, or at any other time of the year, uh, you know, so I uh, definitely uh, like and subscribe to the podcast that really helps uh, its reach uh, by you sharing it and, um, you know, letting your friends know if you uh, if you enjoyed it. And, um, 
you know we're on uh, we're on all forms of social media, so you can definitely follow uh, follow us to uh, see when the latest episodes drop. Um, we have some uh, new episodes uh, that are in the uh, pipeline uh, for after this one that are uh, on their way. Uh, and um, you can uh, follow me, uh, Byron Lafayette, on uh, Facebook, um, Blue Sky, Twitter, uh, Vero. I'm all over the place, Letterboxd. Uh, I also promote a lot of uh, the podcast episodes there if uh, you want to check them out. So, um, so JB, where can, uh, where can people find your work uh, and uh, follow you? Uh, yeah, you said um, <laughs> that you gave them a few movies that they could check out. We, I think we gave them about 50. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, or, or close to it but yeah. I, was, I was keeping track because i was taking notes on what you were saying i think we're pushing 50 um, wow. <laughs> but but anyway as far as follow me yeah um i host a podcast as well called manly movies um you can find that on uh apple podcast spotify wherever you get your podcasts i mean and what i do i've had byron on there i think three or four times we we discuss mo movies and look at them through the lens of, you know, what it means for a man um, and how we can take from film at, you know, what it means to be a, a husband, a father, a uh, brother, or just a man in general. Um, it's just a different way of looking at movies. And, you know, we've got, I think the 20 something episodes up. I've, I'm kind of on a little bit of a hiatus right now because I've had a lot going on in my life. Um, I've been able to release one episode a month for the last few months because I've had several in the, uh, in the old bank that I've just been saving. <laughs> um, but I haven't had time to really edit them all either. So I can't just put them out, you know, when I want to, but anyway, check that out. Um, you can follow me on Twitter, um, manly movies, one, uh, Facebook is just, uh, facebook.com slash manly movies. And I'm also on uh, I'm on pretty much all the socials, you know, like Instagram. I think that's just manly movies. Um, but then I'm Facebook. Uh, I'm also JB Huffman. You know, if you want to find the personal JB, you know, uh, people have found me on Facebook, even though I don't normally plug it. Yeah, I, I normally plug my Twitter tag, <laughs> the manly movies, because I'm I'm usually under that. But people have reached out to me under, under my have found me under my Facebook just from the show, and I'm like, okay, well, that's cool, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I love talking about movies. So if you, if you want to, especially the, the, the old age of Hollywood from the thirties to the sixties, that's, that's my era that I enjoy the most. And that's what I spend the most of my time with. Although that's not, that's not typically what I talk about on my show because it's the guest pick. So, you know, whatever they want. <laughs> <laughs> oh well definitely you know i can i can say you know it's a great podcast uh and i don't say that just because i've been a guest on there um you know it's uh you know the topics are really good the films are really good and there's just a lot of great analysis uh that goes on in that podcast so definitely definitely check it out i think uh, you'll find a lot to love there so well everybody uh, you know that uh, that does it for uh, for this episode of under the lens uh, as i said i hope you enjoyed it and uh definitely you know be on the lookout for more episodes coming soon <laughs>